Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Baycare Clinic Podcast. My name is Alicia Schertz, and I'll be your host for this episode. Joining me today is Dr. Jody Wilski, audiologist with the Hearing Center Baycare Clinic. Today, we're going to talk about hearing aid options available to patients, what to look for when purchasing a hearing aid, and how an audiologist can help. Dr. Wilski, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. I want to start just by talking a little bit about hearing loss in general. Can you just elaborate for those listening how common hearing loss is in people? Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is hearing loss is fairly common. And I think the reason for that is that hearing loss is not an obvious disability. You can't just look at a person and know that they have difficulty hearing. Um, Another thing is that a lot of people think that hearing loss is just something that hits old people, and that's actually not true either. We have a lot of people um, who are of younger ages who have difficulty with hearing. Um, So about one in eight people over the age of 12 actually has hearing loss, um, which is much more than I think most people realize. Additionally, it does become more prevalent as we age with nearly 50% of the population over 75 having what's considered disabling hearing loss. Wow, one in eight. That is surprising, I think. Yeah, it's definitely more than you realize. Um, And the unfortunate thing is that hearing aids are not common. Um, You know, only about a third of the people who could use hearing aids actually choose to do so. Wow. And we're going to get into some of the specifics regarding some of those hearing aid devices on the market. But in general, can you talk about just sort of the evolution of the hearing aid? I mean, these aren't your big, you know, bulky devices that most people think about when they hear about hearing aids. Can you talk a little bit about how that's evolved? Sure. Um, You know, I've been working about... I've been working with hearing aids for about 20 years, and even in that short time span, uh, hearing aids have come a very long way. I really never thought that where we are today is where we would be. Um, But initially, you know, hearing aids started out as what we would call a simple analog machine. They were basic amplifiers. Um, They were pretty big, and you usually had to carry your battery around with you. Um, And, you know, the problem was they just amplified everything all the same, which is really not what's best. Um, So the good thing is that thankfully today we have computers and we have technology um, and hearing aids have evolved. They are now pretty discreet. They're all on the ear. Uh, They most commonly run with a rechargeable power source and because they are computerized, they can automatically adjust volume, automatically adjust to your environment, and they can detect and differentiate between speech and noise. The other nice thing is that we have wireless capabilities within hearing aids, which allows them to interface with other devices. Yeah, and and some of that technology is is kind of insane. I don't know that people realize, you know, what hearing aids today can do. But from a basic standpoint, can you talk a little bit about what the hearing aid does for a person who has has hearing loss? Uh, Yeah, sure. You know, one common thing is that people come in and say, well, why are hearing aids so expensive? They're just an amplifier. Um, and describing a hearing aid as just an amplifier in today's day and age is is not at all accurate. Um, you know, it is true that all hearing aids have a power source. They have a microphone to pick up sound, and they have a speaker to amplify sound. But the key is that digital chip, the computer inside. Um, they are very sophisticated, and they are also highly individualized for each person um, based upon your ear anatomy, your actual hearing loss, and your lifestyle. Wow. Yeah, and can you 
you just started talking a little bit about some of the technology and, and sort of the customizable options for people, but can you elaborate a little bit on, on some of the features that, that some of the newer uh, hearing aid devices have? Uh, sure. You know, kind of the most popular features that people are really interested in today are things like rechargeable batteries. There's been a long-standing desire for a hearing aid to operate on a rechargeable battery, and it took a while, but I would say in the past three years, we finally got there where we have reliable, rechargeable power sources. Um, and rechargeable batteries um, eliminate a huge amount of maintenance and, nu and nuisance for the user. So rather than having to deal with tiny little batteries that have to be changed every two to five days, you simply store your hearing aids in a charger overnight, and that's all you have to do. Um, another feature that people really like is that Bluetooth is now a standard feature in most hearing aids. Uh, what this enables is for hearing aids to pair with other devices such as mobile phones, tablets, and televisions. Um, it lets you have the audio from the device be heard through the hearing aids, so essentially your hearing aids can function as wireless earbuds. Um, you can listen to television, music, podcasts, whatever it is, right through your hearing aids. The other nice thing is that it allows people with smartphones to have an app on their phone that allows um, them to manually control the hearing aid if that's a desired option. Mm -hmm. um, lastly, I would just say that the hearing aid's ability to process, process sound, especially in noisy environments, has greatly improved. Um, hearing aids have done a much better job at automatically analyzing an environment, reducing noise, and focusing on speech, and they are doing a much better job of helping a user be successful in really challenging listening situations. Yeah, I mean, just even the accessories that come with these, um, some of these devices is, is incredible. And like you had mentioned, just the noise reduction and, and things that they're able to do is is pretty incredible. But uh, from a patient standpoint, it also sounds a little bit overwhelming. Like there's a lot of choices out there for people. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you yourself and your colleagues as audiologists are positioned to sort of help a patient decide maybe what's right for them? Sure. I mean, you are right. When I have patients who go out there and start trying to do the research, they come in and they're very overwhelmed because they can't, you know, sort through all those options on their own. And it's just because they have a, a what I would say is a basic lack of knowledge. You know, audiologists um, are the experts in hearing health care. We are the experts in hearing aids. We have um, a sound foundation through our education and our training. Um, and we really are the best people who know these products. It's much easier to find an audiologist that you trust and rely on us to help guide you through those choices than to try to sort it out yourself. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in just a moment, too, just about what those appointments look like for people so that they're more familiar. But it definitely sounds like there's sort of an added value in coming to see you and to see your colleagues at the Hearing Center Baycare Clinic. Can you talk a little bit about why uh, maybe some of those over-the-counter or mail-in options that everyone has probably seen advertisements for um, maybe aren't necessarily a good option just because of the service level? Uh, yeah, you know, hearing aids are one of those things where, unfortunately, the phrase, you get what you pay for, it applies to this situation. Mm -hmm. uh, many of the devices that are advertised via mail order, you see them in the catalog or on the Internet, um, they're not actually hearing aids. 
Um, so hearing aids are a medical device that, you know, has to abide by certain FDA regulations. These devices that are sold over the counter are what are called personal amplifiers. Uh, the quality difference in these products, especially when it comes to hearing and noise, is huge. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is audiologists do play a role in the hearing aid fitting process, and our services are included in the cost of the hearing aids. So, yes, hearing aids through us are going to be a little bit more expensive than something that you just get sent to you in the mail. Um, but most of the people I see, they are not going to be successful with a do-it-yourself, one-size-fits-all type device. Um, you know, our role is to help you choose the hearing aid to buy, but it's also to help you learn to use the hearing aid, adjust the hearing aids, and then we provide routine maintenance and support over the lifetime of the hearing aids. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an important distinction. Let's talk about that first appointment when someone comes in to see you. Um, what does that look like for them, and, and what, are they, what can they expect when they walk through the door for you? Um, so an appointment for a hearing test is actually pretty Quick and simple, um, we usually start by asking why you came to see us and maybe a few follow-up medical history questions. Um, at that point, we would then complete what's called a toscopy, which is basically, you know, we look in your ears and make sure that it isn't something as simple as wax blocking your ears or you don't have anything abnormal going on. Um, then at that point, we would proceed with the hearing test. Uh, for a hearing test, an individual sits in a soundproof room by yourself, um, and you're asked to listen to um, sounds and to repeat some words. Um, it's pretty quick, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. And then the nice thing about it is immediately following the test, you will get your results right away. If we do recommend hearing aids, um, we would tell you that right away. And if you are interested and ready to proceed, we can go right into a hearing aid consultation. Excellent. And what what is involved in that consultation? You had talked about it earlier where you're asking sort of questions and trying to find the right solution for them. But what does that look like? Um, a consultation is really just a discussion where an audiologist tries to get to know a patient better. Um, I usually start out with asking my patients, you know, what are your goals? What is it that you expect and hope to get out of hearing aids? Um, and we usually name three things that we're looking to improve, such as, you know, conversations at home with wife or hearing in restaurants or hearing at work. Um, from then we, there, we may assess things like dexterity and vision to make sure that whatever we're recommending is something that is going to be um, easy for an individual to use. Um, and then we'll start explaining options, kind of explaining what might be better for an individual based upon their lifestyle. Um, and, of course, we always talk about budget. Um, you know, there is a price range for hearing aids, and so we are going to be mindful of an individual's budget and, and try to work with that. Absolutely. Um, you had just talked about, you know, budget, these being sort of an investment in, in their lifestyle and their hearing, those kinds of things. Once you've determined, um, you know, which hearing aid device a person should go with, how long do those last, and is it is it something that needs to be replaced year after year, or how does that work? Um, so the average lifespan of hearing aids, I usually tell my patients, is about four to six years. Mm -hmm. um, during that time, we do recommend annual appointments that are just for general preventive maintenance. We also, every few years, may recheck hearing to make sure nothing's changed. If hearing does decline, we can adjust the hearing aids as needed. Um, that being said, you know, hearing aids are an electronic device and you wear them on your body every day, which means that they are subject 
to normal wear and tear, and they may require a repair. Um, what does happen after five years is a repair can become very costly. Um, so typically at that point, we do recommend new hearing aids because technology usually changes quickly. Um, we also have some patients who, you know, are very into new technology and will choose to upgrade sooner. So we do have patients who will replace their hearing aids every three to, fee three to four years to get um, access to newer technology. I'll have to say Bluetooth um, to phones and rechargeability just kind of hit at the same time. Um, and so more recently, I did have some people who just who just missed out on that and did decide to upgrade after only three years to gain access to those two things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, is this something just, you know, from, from somebody who maybe doesn't know, is this something that, that people can do a trial run on a, on a device and see if it works or, you know, is it an investment that they need to do right away? Um, you know, all of us do have trial devices that we keep in our devices and that we can put on your ears in an appointment. Um, but the fact is, I'm an audiologist and I'm a good, clear speaker, so using hearing aids in my office is usually not a great test of anything. Um, you know, to really test if hearing aids are working for you, you need to be able to take them and use them um, over a period of time, um, doing the things that you do in life um, in all types of different environments, and that's how you can truly assess if they're going to be successful for you. Um, and that is why hearing aids are sold with what is called a trial period. Uh, what that means is that, yes, you do have to put down um, at least half of the cost of the hearing aids at the time of receiving them, but then you have 30 days during which you can try and use them and determine if they're right for you. If ultimately you decide that you're not satisfied with hearing aids, they can be returned for a refund or they can be exchanged for something else. So we are really looking to work with you during that time frame to make sure that we do end with a successful solution. Interesting. I want to talk a little bit about just hearing in general and, and, you know, you had mentioned it, you know, when we started that it's not something that you can see in people, but what role does hearing play in a person's quality of life? And if, if I'm dealing with hearing issues or, or I think I am, what should I be doing? Um, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but, you know, when you, because when you have normal hearing, it's effortless. You don't think about your hearing. Um, but hearing really plays a key role in our ability to socialize and interact with other people. Um, that's how we communicate with our friends and family through spoken language, which involves hearing. Um, so unfortunately, what happens is that when people start to struggle, they find themselves, you know, socially withdrawing and isolating themselves because they can't successfully participate in conversations. Um, you know, attending events such as concerts and movies no longer are enjoyable. Um, and social isolation is, is not a good thing. There are strong ties there with depression. Um, so, you know, really what I would encourage people to do is to address hearing loss sooner rather than later, because if you let it go on, um, it can be detrimental to um, your overall health. Um, a lot of people are unaware of this, but there are strong ties between hearing loss and what we call brain health. Um, meaning that if you have hearing loss and you just continue to do nothing about it, um, you do become at a higher risk for things um, like problems with memory and cognition, and you can even have an increased fall risk. 
Yeah, hearing plays such a big part in in our in our personal lives and, and those kinds of things. If I am someone who is thinking that I'm dealing with hearing loss or I have a family member who I think is suffering from some hearing loss, what are my next steps? Um, so the next step is pretty easy. You would just call the clinic and request an appointment for a hearing test. Now, whether or not you need a referral is determined by your individual insurance. Um, so, for example, individuals with Medicare would need to contact their primary care physician to ask for a referral for a hearing test. Um, but most people can actually just come in and see us without a referral. And so if I have chosen a hearing aid device and I'm well on my way, what is the advice that you give to them in order to just make sure that they're successful with these devices? Um, you know, the best advice I have for a patient in the beginning is to find an audiologist that you can trust and can depend upon to help you through the process of obtaining hearing aids um, and using them daily. Um, I do tell people try not to focus strictly on price but more the quality of the product and the professional that you're seeing. Um, price doesn't usually equate to the best solution or su successful result. Um, but the other thing that I tell people, I told a patient just yesterday afternoon, is your attitude and your motivation is key. If you want to hear better, then you want to make the hearing aids work. Um, and it's not something that you should go into with a bad attitude because if you're looking for a reason for it not to be successful, it probably won't be. Mm -hmm. um, but as long as you are working with someone that you trust um, and you have a positive attitude and you're willing to wear the hearing aids daily, then we almost always have a successful outcome. Absolutely. Yeah, we've discussed a lot today, but I think that's one important thing that I want to reiterate is that that you guys really do have options for everyone, um, you know, an array of, of devices that can help with any type of lifestyle, correct? Correct. You know, what our job is and what we do is to work with patients to find the best possible solution based upon budget preferences and lifestyle. Um, you know, I can see five people in a day and for all five people, I may recommend something different because when it comes to hearing loss and hearing aids, not everybody is the same. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Wolski. This was all very interesting. Thank you for having me. Dr. Wolski is an audiologist with the Hearing Center Bay Care Clinic. She currently sees patients in Marinette. Uh, never miss an episode of the Bay Care Clinic podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And to learn more about Bay Care Clinic or to request an appointment, visit baycare.net. Thank you for joining us.